to Revelations chapter 5. Revelations chapter 5, beginning with verse 7. And if you will, please stand with me as we read the Word of God. came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. Because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. 
You have made them to be a kingdom and a priest to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousands times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. And Father, tonight may your Holy Spirit come and anoint the word. And may there be an anointing and an openness and a receptive heart tonight among your people. And Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight I want us to think on the subject, Heaven's Concert. Jesus steps forward. And he answers the question that was asked in heaven, who is worthy to open the book? And Jesus steps forward and he answers the question and he takes the book out of the right hand of God because he is worthy. He was worthy because he was slain. He is worthy because he left the portals of heaven, the glory of heaven, and he became a servant and took on the sin of the world and shed his blood at Calvary's tree, laid in a tomb, and on the third day he was resurrected with resurrection power. He's worthy. Tonight we see the first mention of singing in heaven. Singing is an intimate part of our lives. Many of you, when you arise in the morning, arise listening to music. Many of you, as you get into your car and you travel to your jobs, you listen to music. Many of you work in places where there's music playing throughout the day. Many of you, as you shop during this this Christmas season, you will hear music in the stores. Music is an intimate part of our lives. We are in an ocean of music. Music is all around us. And music is vitally important because it is through music. It is a medium that enables the expression of all the emotions of mankind can be expressed through music. Joy can be expressed through music. And sorrow can be expressed through music. Music is intimate. Music is precious to the Christian. 
The Bible teaches us in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, that we are to be merry in our hearts, and we are to sing songs of praise. We are to sing. It's valuable. It's part of our worship to God. The Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15, that we are to sing in the Spirit and to have understanding in the Spirit. Tonight in Revelation chapter 5 before you is a magnificent concert in heaven. I love music. I grew up at the knee of a mother, a very accomplished musician. And she taught me the importance of music. My great-grandfather sang in the Baptist choir. My grandfather sang bass. They taught me the value of music as an expression in love for the Lord. And concerts are always enjoyable. I can remember one of the highlights in my life was going to Dallas to the Southern Baptist Convention just as a young pastor. There, to my amazement, the first time I'd ever seen an orchestra used in worship to the Lord. And the First Baptist Church of Dallas had the orchestra there and the choir backing it up. And 20,000 Baptists there in that great hall with that orchestra, with that great choir, saying, because he lives, I can face the Lord. Friend, I want you to know that would make almost anyone shout. I grew up in a church where people were always looked forward, very cool. You never saw a tear. You never heard an amen. It was totally uh, out of taste in that church. I want you to know I heard Baptist preachers shouting. I heard people there in that convention praising God. It was an experience that I will never, ever forget. It was a marvelous concert of praise to the Lord. I remember going to a Bill Gaither concert, one of the first that I'd ever attended. The trouble with his, you have to pay to go. But uh, we took a group, and I heard that anointed music because he lives. It is finished. He touched me. Oh, what a joy it was to see such a concert and be a part of it. Well, friends, tonight we're going to attend the concert, but this one's free. We're going to attend a concert tonight where the atmosphere is going to be wonderful and the place will be at the feet of the Lamb and all creation and all the saints are in a heavenly concert to the Lord. You know, I really believe it's important that we constantly remind ourselves of the importance of music in the area of worship to the Lord. I really believe there are people who need to see that. Music is here for a purpose. 
It's not something that's just tacked on. It's not just something we do because of tradition. There is spiritual reasons in the background, fundamentally, why we have music and why we put the, the place, the music, in the church where it is. There are three things I want us to see about the heavenly concert tonight in Revelation 5. First of all, I want us to see the basis of heaven's music. Secondly, the lyrics of heaven's music. And thirdly, the dynamics of heaven's music. Number one, let's look at the basics of heaven's music. Look with me and see the singers. We see that the singers, verse 8, And when we had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense. We see that all of the saints of the ages, we see the four and twenty elders, we see all of creation praising the Lamb. See, music is important in heaven. See the singers. There are so many singers that John tries to number those angels that were singing and he tried to describe and number the impossible. Many believe that what he saw was over a billion singers at this concert praising the Lord in heaven. Not only notice the singers, but look at the instruments. There were two instruments that they were using at this concert. First of all, there was the harps. The harp is an instrument in the Bible that is a symbol of praise. As you look through the Old Testament, the minstrel, that person who played the harp, was called to be a part of much of the worship and praise. So the harp was an instrument that was being used. And then there was the golden bowls of incense, which is symbolic of the prayers. It was a golden bowl of incense, which was the prayers of the saints. There's a twofold work of praise in this concert. There is the praise of the singers using the instruments of the harp, and then there is the prayers of the saints in the golden bowl of incense. And it's a symbolism of the incense rising up to the nostrils of God. So it is a symbol of prayer going up into the holies of holies, seeking where God is. And by the way, I want you to notice that the prayers of the saints are important. Your prayers are important because they are kept in heaven. The prayers of the saints are kept in heaven. I want us to think about the heart for a moment a little more. Back over in the Old Testament, there is an account told of Elisha, the prophet, in 2 Kings 3.15 that teaches us that they called on him to come and preach. And Elisha said, I don't feel like it. He did not have a message at that time to stand up and bring to the people. So he said, bring the minstrel bring the one with the harp, and they brought the minstrel in, and he played the harp, and the Bible says, as the harp was being played, the hand of God came upon Elisha. 
So, friend, we see in that Old Testament example, and we see in the concert of heaven, that music plays a twofold purpose in the church. Music is used to prepare the preacher's heart for the preaching of the word. Elijah's heart was prepared by the playing of the music. So, see, there are times when a preacher stands up here to preach. Sometimes he don't have much to say. Now, Elijah could say, hey, I don't have a message. Bring the harpist. And he could get away with it. But you let a preacher stand up here on Sunday night like I felt like Sunday night. Hey, I don't feel like preaching, but you just got to go on and do the best you can. But there is music that is used in the form of worship that prepares the preacher's heart to preach the Word of God. Friend, music's important. Friend, there's been days when I have come to this pulpit before coming, my heart was heavy and my heart was in turmoil. But to hear the choir lift up the praise of Jesus and to hear you as a congregation praise the Lord through music and to hear that praise going up would challenge my heart, give me a lift, and God's hand would be upon me, and I could come and preach the Word of God. Music has twofold purpose. One, prepare the preacher's heart for the preaching, as in the example of Elisha. But the other one is to prepare the people's heart to receive the preaching of the Word. Friend, music is important, so it will prepare your heart. So it will prepare your heart to be receptive. It will move into that heart and cause that heart to be plowed up and receptive for the preaching of the Word of God. And that's why music is so vital. And that's why sometimes when the music is not up to par, the service is not up to par. The Word of God is preeminent. Did you ever wonder why the pulpit is in the middle of a Baptist church? You can go to some churches and the pulpit is on the right, the pulpit is on the left. Why is the pulpit in the middle of a Southern Baptist church? The reason the pulpit is in the middle is our commitment that the Word of God is preeminent in this worship. And the singing is never preeminent. As important as singing is, the Word of God is preeminent. But the singing prepares the preacher and it prepares the people for the preeminence of the preaching, the teaching of the Word of God. And so, friend, it has a twofold purpose. We've seen the basis of heavenly music. Now I want us to see number two, the lyrics of heaven's music. What were they singing? Look at verse 9. And they sang a new song. See, in Revelation chapter 4, they were singing an old song. In Revelation chapter 4, it's the song of creation. When all of creation was praising God for creation. But when we move into Revelation chapter 5, we see a new song being sung, and it is a song of redemption. 
we see the glory and the praise being exalted to the Lamb who was slain, who was violently slain, that we might be forgiven. But not only was it a new song, it was a song that was a ballad. What's a ballad? A ballad is a song that tells a story. And I want us to see here in verse 12 the story that's being told about the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. See, the new song is telling a story. Friend, I want you to see the word there, slain. So oftentimes we read words and we just read over them and we don't understand their total meaning. The word slain here in verse 12, the lamb that was slain, means butchered in the original. It's the term used for the priest when the sacrifice would be brought into the temple where the, the lamb would be butchered and it would be cut to pieces. John said, I saw the Lamb of God as he was butchered. That's the story in the ballad, the song that's being sung in heaven. When we arrive there, we'll be singing about the Lamb that was butchered, the Lamb that was butchered, the Lamb that was violently slain. Back when the Baptist hymnal was being originally put together, there were some people who wanted to remove the songs that dealt with the blood and remove them from the Baptist hymnal or not put them in there. But thanks be unto God that there were many musicians and many of those people who were involved in putting together the hymnal who said, No, never, never. The blood is important. For without the blood there is no remission of sin. It's because the lamb was slain, the shedding of the blood, that we have life. And the blood was left in. When you and I see pictures of Jesus Christ, normally they do not describe what the Bible tells us about the death of Jesus on the cross. Normally, will you not agree with me that when you see the pictures of the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus, you see a few drops of blood here, a few drops of blood on his side, a few drops of blood here, and a few drops of blood around his face. That is not according to the Scripture. The Bible teaches us that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, when He was hung on the cross, His body was so butchered, so beaten, and so bruised that He did not even take the form looking like a man. His visage was that not of a man, the Bible says. He was so battered and bruised and beaten. He, is, he looked as if a piece of meat hanging on a cross. And the artist had tried to cover it over. The artist had tried to give us a rendering of a feminine Jesus hanging on a cross. Kind of proper. But friend, John saw the Lamb of God as he was butchered. He was beaten by the Romans. He was humiliated his life his body was ripped and John says the ballad the song in heaven is worthy the lamb that was butchered 
for you and for me. As long as eternity is, the marks of Jesus Christ's crucifixion will be upon him. God, in the twinkling of an eye, could remove the scars from the body of the Lamb, but He refuses to remove those scars because all through eternity the ballad will be sung as a constant reminder to those of us that are saved that the Lamb of God was butchered, He was battered, He was bruised for you and I, and will sing it through an eternity. Worthy is the Lamb who shed His blood. We've seen tonight the basis of heaven's music. Tonight we've seen the lyrics of heaven's music. Now I want us to see number three, the dynamics of heaven's music. Look at verse 11. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice they sang. The Bible says that in the temple in the Old Testament times that the praise was magnificent. In the temple there was an orchestra with 4,000 pieces. The choir was so large that they were made up of different sections and they sang at different times and different intervals. That concert was so magnificent in the temple to praise Jehovah Jireh, to praise Holy God. But friend, when you and I get to heaven, we have never yet to see what is in store for us in heaven when all of heaven and John describes the undescribable. He tries to paint the picture that here are the angels. He said that all of creation was singing. And then he said all the Christians were singing, those that had been redeemed. And he says the angels couldn't constrain themselves any longer. They had to get in on the joy. They, had, they were compelled to sing in heaven. Worthy is the Lamb. And a chaos of praise broke out. A storm of praise broke out. sevenfold anthem of praise. Look at verse 12. Sevenfold anthem of praise. They says the worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power. Have you given him the power in your life? To receive riches. Have you given the lamb the riches of your life? To receive wisdom. Have you given him your mind? To receive strength. Have you humbled yourself and said, God, take my body, take my strength, and use it for the glory of the Lamb to receive honor. Have you given your honor to the Lamb to receive glory? Have you given glory to Jesus to receive blessing? Is your life a blessing? Have you been a blessing? Are you living a life that's a blessing to the Lamb? Well, in heaven, they gave an anthem of sevenfold praise to the Lamb. What a concert. It moves, climbs to a crescendo, and all of a sudden, there's silence. And the Bible says, the elder said, Amen.
that's truth. Silence. And then the closing scene is all of heaven is fallen down at the feet of Jesus. All music will leave you at someone's feet. Music will either leave you at the singer's feet, or music some will leave you at Satan's feet, or it will lead you to the feet of the Savior. And all music should lead us to the feet of the Savior. If it doesn't, it's music that's humanistic, or it's music that will save This heaven concert Chapters 4 and 5 are chapters of praise, my friend. But chapter 6, there's no music in it. In chapter 4 and 5, there's praise to the Lamb. There's joy. There's excitement. There's glory. There's honor. There's blessing to the Lamb that was slain. But you move into chapter 6 of Revelation, no music. Music has ceased. All there is is woe and weeping. Friend, I don't know about you, but I want to be in heaven's concert. I don't want to be here in this earth, a world that's godless, a world where Satan is in control, a world where the church has been removed and it's ungodly and there is a tremendous debauchery and decadence in the society and there is fear and weeping. I want to be at the concert. Are you going to be at the concert? Are you going to be at heaven's concert? Have you asked Jesus to come into your life and be the Savior and Lord of your life? Friend, if you haven't asked him to come in, and if he were to come tonight and you were to be left behind, you would not be in the concert. Oh, you'll know as well. And weeping. In the days after World War I, the soldiers that had fought bravely in the French army were returning to Paris. In those days, they returned to the city of Paris and stood at the Arch of Triumph. They were met by a robed choir that would welcome them home, greeting them for their return. Many of those returning armies would come marching to the Arch of Triumph, having lost their eyes, having lost members, having lost arms. And some of the fellow soldiers would be carrying the other soldiers, and some of the soldiers' sleeves would be pinned to their shoulders. And there in the front of the march was the blood-stained flags of the regiment and the army would come to the tri to the arch of triumph and the choir would stand there in their robes and they would sing out what makes you able to come to the arch of triumph and there those soldiers said in reply 
we have fought at Vernon. And the choir would answer back, then march on through, come on in. Well, one day, friend, you and I are going to stand before the throne of the Lord Jesus, and perhaps the Christian should be asked, what right do you have to come to the throne of God? And all the blood-bought, washed, redeemed of all ages can say, we have been to Calvary. And the response will say, come on in, and the concert will begin, worthy the Lamb that was slain. Have you been to Calvary? Have you been to Calvary? Have you had your sins washed in the blood of the Lamb? Have you humbled yourself? Have you admitted that you were a sinner and asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and your life has been changed? Friend, if you haven't, oh, tonight come. Oh, tonight come so you can join in heaven's concert one day and say, we've been to Calvary. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Have you been? Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing flood? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Have you been to Calvary? Friend, time is running out. You do not know tomorrow whether you will live. Where will you spend eternity? Can you say, I've been to Calvary? Oh, tonight, come down this aisle, and I'll teach you. I'll show you as humbly as I know how. How you can go to Calvary and how you can be forgiven. Oh, tonight, don't turn Jesus away. Oh, friend, if you're here tonight and you know him as your Savior, you've loved him once you walked with him, but now your heart has grown cold. Now there's things that interest you more. Oh, tonight, let me hold up boldly the Lamb of God that was butchered for you. Does that not move? Does that not cause your heart to swell that Jesus, the Lamb, suffered and died for you? Oh, friend, if it does not move you, if it does not challenge you, if it does not cause you to want to go out of the church tonight and be what God wants you to be, oh, friend, your heart's grown cold. Let God's Spirit set the fire tonight and come and say, God, I need a fresh touch from heaven. I have been to Calvary. I've been to Calvary. And friend, Jesus will meet you there. Let us pray. Father, I thank you tonight for Calvary. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for our Savior. Father, I pray in this invitation tonight, those that need Jesus, they'll be honest and say, Lord, I'm coming to Calvary. Father, there are others here tonight whose heart has grown cold and they need to return to Calvary. Father, there are others here tonight that, God, you're saying this is the church. This is the pastor. This is where I want you to serve me. Lord, I pray they'll come. Lord, time is of the essence. For a man to know if to do good and to do with it not, it is sin. Lord,
Lord, have your way in this invitation. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to stand and sing our hymn of invitation, 279, excuse me, 219, Jesus paid it all. And you do tonight what God tells you to do. Let us stand and let us sing. I am.